sounds. Fuck your car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like touch a fly, was it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. It sounds like a fuck, dude. Welcome to the Pit Monday Podcast. My name is Thomas. I'm back for a special, uh, I guess, session, vacation session. Oh, yeah, dude. Here at uh, Hatteras, North Carolina. Dude, living it up. Living the dream. On a beach. Beach house with one of your best buds. Doing dick all literally nothing. Lounging, dude. Lounging. So, yeah, you know, vacation podcast. You know, one of those times you're just like, I don't know if I should bring a moped to this. I probably should have just to scoot around. But I was also like, I'm going to bring the podcast stuff because, you know, you never know if, you know, get a bug up the ass to want to, like, talk about mopeds. And plus I enjoy it. And it, and it's fun. Yeah, I remember the, I remember you from Lancaster. I was there. I had the Suzuki uh, V Storm, the brand new one. So, so it's for you those who don't know, okay. uh, this is a new episode, and we got um, un motor under motorized idiots on the podcast tonight, which is uh, Ali from Germany with a crazy bike, and we're gonna you know get his story. I think it's going to be a really interesting one because he's – we all think about, you know, taking a grand adventure on your motorized, your motorized two-wheel vehicle. Yeah, like down to the liquor store or <laughs> <laughs> across town maybe like illegally through a park that's around, the, you know, like within your block. Yeah, we, we like escape for a weekend and, we, and we, feel, we feel great about it and wish we could do more of it. And he actually is out there – Living, spending his parents' inheritance, <laughs> living the dream, <laughs> but it sounds like a really hard task and kind of daunting. Like I've seen those videos of people like, "Oh, I'm going to go ride and I'm going to camp with my bike and do all this stuff." And, and you see a lot of failure. Yeah, and probably not all the failure, just some of it that's worth looking at. So let's kind of let's kind of get into it, dude. Like, um, Ollie, what's up? We want to tell everyone wh- who you are, like where you're from, and kind of how you decided to do this crazy adventure <laughs> i had to smile cause, yeah um uh, first of all hi um yeah where should i start um uh i shipped the moped in mid uh, mid-may from germany hamburg to toronto canada uh by air freight um then I flew to Toronto and started my first trip uh, to Detroit. Um, yeah, this is how, how it starts. Uh, the first nights were pretty hard because I had uh, was, everything was frozen in the night. And, uh, yeah, this was the way I was cho- I was shooting. So, um, so you chose to start yeah. your moped journey when it's cold as fuck and like oh, freezing. Uh, yeah, you never know how the weather is in May. I was not inspecting uh, frozen night. Um, yeah, so I guess I guess that's true. Like May, May is not is kind of late in the season. I wasn't, yeah, I was inspecting spring. <laughs> I checked the weather before, and the weather said, "Hey, it's spring." 
Yeah, birds are doing things, flowers are blooming, and snow is still falling. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. When I started, I started uh, at my hometown in the southwest of Germany. I started in mid-April, and I have a sponsor. um, Or it's yeah, they helped me rebuilding the engine and everything. They are from Switzerland. It's Mofakult. Maybe some people know the company. And they are uh, at the Lake Constance. So I drove in mid-April to Lake Constance. uh, And on the way back, it starts to snow. It starts to rain. It was so... It was one of the terrible rides I ever had. So, um, yeah. It's good to have dangerous, extremely dangerous riding conditions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it depends. Riding in, in Europe or especially riding in Germany is kind of different than in the States. So, uh, people are, they are, uh, yeah, how to, how to say? We have more mopeds on the road than over here. So, so people know they are lower. Yeah, I feel like over uh, uh, videos they, overseas are more accommodating to the moped community than over here where it's just like uh, somebody... We're a nuisance. Yeah, we're a nuisance here where that's the normal most places overseas. Yeah, it's... How to say? It's, on, the, on one side, it's the same, the community. On the other side, it's completely different. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the yeah the people over here. Uh, uh, I know. I want to say in Germany, uh, you have the age of the riders is from I would say from sixteen up to sixty or seventy years. So uh, you have a lot of old people. They have still mopeds in their barns. Uh, so yeah, over here, um, it's one. It's a, it's a hardcore scene. So there are no normal people. They ride mopeds. Everybody is um, completely into mopeds. Yeah, like our moped culture here is the people who are in it are are in it pretty heavy. And the percentage of mopeders that are just like average, normal person who has no clue about the moped community is kind of like few and far between. Yeah, yeah. So... Let's kind of get into like um, your bike itself. Like, what 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 moped are you riding on this trip? And like, where'd you find it? And how'd you go about like rebuilding it and fixing it up? Yeah, it's a the brand uh, called Sudok. It's a famous German brand. Uh, the company got sold uh, in the late nine in the late eighties to China. Uh, we never hear about the company so uh so they never shipped uh, mopeds from china to germany anymore so it's, it's it's history could you so, and, uh, could you um, spell the brand we're looking it up online to get a little bit more information on it behind the curve uh it's c then we have it's a u with dot yeah it's a u with the two dots like motor head just with an U, with an U. <laughs> okay. It's because uh, C, U, N, D, A, T, 
PP. Zindap. Oh, okay. Zindap. Yeah. It's like Minarelli, yeah. like Minarelli exactly. kind of. Didn't they make a Minarelli-based uh, uh, engine for a while? Yeah, they had a corporation license deals with Italians, with Portuguese, with oh, a lot of countries. Uh, also with Switzerland. Um, so they were delivering the engines and they built them open by, the, by themselves. And, yeah, yeah. We've, we've definitely so seen those was a, Yeah. What condition um, was the bike in? Yeah, I... What condition was it in when Ooh, you found it? Fuck. Can I can I say fuck? Yeah, you can say whatever you want on this. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, cuss all you want. Was, it was super fucked. It was um I found it I found it in the, in the barn. Um uh, it was uh waiting there for years for uh almost 30 years uh in a barn. It was completely covered with hay and dust. Um and, um, yeah, it was in really bad condition. Then I cleaned it and I saw, uh, it's rusty, but it's not broken. Just, uh, I just have to replace the rims, um, uh, clean the carburetor and put gas in it, started it up. So it was the second try it was running. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, um, there were no papers. So, um, I had to contact the guy who's, uh, who gave me new papers. It's a second, uh, how to say, a second paper. Um, so you have to pay for it. So you get the new papers. And then I make the registration for it. So I completely rebuilt it, uh, changed almost everything. So the bearings, the, all the cables, um, um, the swing, uh, the swing, uh, springs in the, in the front. Um, yeah. And then, uh, I contacted the company Mofakult in Switzerland and asked them for, um, they have these, um, uh, cylinder kits, 50cc and 65cc. Mm-hmm. Um, and I contacted them if they want to sponsor me one of their sets one of their kids and they they had another plan they they invited me with the moped to rebuild the moped uh, the moped together wow, um, that's uh, awesome and yeah it is because so, they they spent a lot of money a lot of time so they also made this episode for their video channel for the youtube channel um and uh we completely rebuilt the engine with a with an expert um, wow, I was stoked because uh, never before I rebuilt the engine like he does. Yeah, with such season, precision. With nerd. Yeah, his name was Dominic. He, I was, I'm so thank, thankful for for the help and uh, the energy he spent in uh, in the project. It was amazing. Yeah, really amazing. Before, like, you know, um, at the end yeah. of this, at the end of this, I'll, I'm gonna, um, I'll message you or whatever. But I'd love to get like the link to that YouTube video. So we'll like, you know, we'll link your channel in the description, and we'll link like the, you know, the video of the of the rebuild on the bike too. That'd be awesome for people to see. Yeah, yeah. The the, the main it was it was a long video, but they made two parts out of it. So there's two episodes uh, about the rebuild from from the engine. 
and the all around the first test drive and yeah. Now, before meeting this expert, did you have the skill or confidence to do the rebuild on your own if you had not had that opportunity? Oh yeah, I rebuilt the engine. So the the moped, the type is a M fifty, um, also known as uh, Bergsteiger. That means uh, it's German and means in English it means mountain climber. Climber. Um, it's a moped. Uh, it's uh, famous for their climbing skill. So in the original description of the moped, uh, it's written that you can go in the first year um, up to 35 persons uh, up the mountain. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, so it's, it's, ah, it's a manual hand shift. And, the, that's, and that's a huge difference from a lot of our motors in the States is most of our uh, mopeds here are not even allowed to have a changeable gear to be considered a moped. It has to be like belt driven or, you know, a single speed or an automatic shift to speed to even be considered. So that's really cool. I wish we had more shifters here. Um, yeah, that was, uh, I was really uh, astonished about it because I haven't known this before. And people told me uh, it is when it's a manual shift, it doesn't matter if foot shifter or hand shifter. It's not anymore a moped, it's a motorcycle. It uh, doesn't matter uh, the size of the cylinder. It's still a, a 50 cc. Anyway, it's a motorcycle. In, in I a, haven't known this. Yeah, in Virginia, where we live, they had uh, changed the rules probably six or seven years ago. And part of their rule changing, they omitted and did not include the shifter information into their rule changes so now if you have a 50 cc that long as it doesn't uh exceed a certain mile per hour we can still have them as mopeds here but we just don't have any to be had oh okay but that's not, not you but that's not every state that's just in virginia it could be other places but yeah oh yeah it's super strange that every state has its own rules uh I've known before that you do not need in every state a helmet, but there are so many other different rules in every state with the registration, with the license, with whatever. Yeah. <laughs> not only that, but like, it's really crazy. Yeah, you should just wear the helmet anyway, because <laughs> there's always some jackass so would, on the road that that's going to challenge yeah. you. Uh, and I put the 65cc uh, kit on, so it's uh, way faster than uh, stock. So stock is just uh, running maybe 27, 28 miles per hour. And uh, now it's, <laughs> wow, it's 38. <laughs> it's crazy. This is, um, <laughs> the blistering, <laughs> a fucking blistering 38 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not that fast, but uh, in Germany, so it's it's illegal to make your moped faster uh, than it should go. It's the so, same here. Um, we cannot exceed thirty five miles per hour on a you know complete factory moped. Yeah, but we yeah, all, but we over here, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> oh. Exactly. Uh, in Germany, they're more strict about that. Um, I heard they, uh, like, do they, I think, would they I, check I talk, your bore of your cylinder? Uh, no, never. 
it had never happened. So, uh, I asked a friend, he is a, he's a cop, um, and I asked him, what about uh, old mopeds? Um, do they, when they are faster than they should? Uh, and he said, oh, no worries. Uh, old guys on old mopeds, they don't care because they know it's just paperwork. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, well, it it's makes sense. work for nothing. Yeah, why waste the time over yeah, something it, so petty? Yeah. I think it's cool because you said, um, yeah. and that bike in its stock form could climb 35% grades. Um, how fast would it go up a hill like that? Or in the first year? Or yeah. Maybe, maybe 10 miles. But it would just like I don't know. truck up like a tractor, like slow and steady. I think the the steepest road I ever I ever drove was almost twenty persons, and yeah, I had no no problems with uh, with that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh has the steepest uh, road in continental in the continental states, so it is. 37 persons. Uh, and I wanted to go there, but with all the luggage on the moped, it's so heavy. The, the moped is so, has so much weight. And I didn't try it. <laughs> Probably a good idea. But if you could go around, you could go, uh, you could go down it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, I had because of the luggage. I had some problems. Um, uh, so two times my uh, expose the uh, shaft in the back broke. Uh, the first time in Germany when I drove to Hamburg, and the second time in North in Northern Michigan. So um, I till today I have no view why it broke. I think it's because of the weight. Because yeah, I'm really when you say a little bit overloaded. Is it the wheel, like the wheel axle, or is it like an axle-driven shaft, like a drive shaft? Yeah, it, it's a it's a bolt with bearings, okay. uh, with a cone bearing. Yeah, so your axle shaft. Uh, gotcha. it, it, yeah, it's uh, M11 by one. Um, even in Germany, it's not a standard uh, threat. It's uh, and over here, it's oh, it's almost impossible to get a new one. You have uh, a lot of a lot of uh, mopeds have the same uh, threat size. So uh, yeah, this is my only solution uh, to get a new one. Did you have you tried to change the wheel out? So maybe you have like a different size, or is only one? We- is that the only wheel that would work with the bike? Or uh, it's a nineteen-inch uh, tire in front and in the back. So it was no, I never, I never changed the size of the tires. Yeah, because that's a so, that's an unusual uh, size for us. Most of our stuff is sixteen or seventeen-inch rim size. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it's also in Germany, most of the mopeds they have 16, 17. Um, there's 
just a handful uh, mopeds they have these big uh, size tires. Um, if, if you yeah, were, but I like it. It's, it's more look. Yeah, huh? it looks cool. But like, if you were to do a build again to travel across the country, would you choose this platform? Uh, why I choose the platform? What, what do you mean? Like, if you were to do this journey one more time in the future, would you use this same moped, or would you use a different type of yeah. moped? No, definitely the same. Um, the type of moped I really like, and this is uh, my favorite moped. Uh, so I have a bunch of these mopeds, similar okay. uh, mopeds at home. So I know every fucking bolt, every everything. I, I you can show me a part of the moped, and I'm pretty sure I can uh, tell you where it belongs. I feel like that's a probably a pretty important part for like going on a long distance ride is really, really knowing the bike. I know like, you know, our, our friends yeah. that do the Baker's Dozen run and stuff like that, they're, they always are taking the brand that they know the most that you can quickly fix the parts and you can. Or know where to source of yeah. uh, some weird anomaly. Yeah. And you can, you can assess the problems like easily because half the problem with mopeds is trying to figure out like what went wrong and why. And if you know the bike in and out, then it makes that part faster. The real challenge is to, blind, yeah. to blindfold you and then <laughs> put a part on the floor and have you touch it with your foot and identify it. Then you're at expert level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really was working for years on these bikes. So uh, I think it's an it's a important part to uh, know the moped in and out so um and you always have one ear on the moped oh there's a new everybody knows this so you always listen to to noises they are not uh, uh not unusual normal. sounds yeah so, i learned yeah and, i learned to use my nose a lot too to smell things like i can smell the cylinder getting hot or i can you know, I can also smell a lot of problems. Uh, yeah, um, this moped is it's van cool. So um, I really uh, check the temperature all. Uh, so I had I had this uh, infrared uh, um, it was a, for checking the temperature. Oh, temp yeah, gun. and yeah. I was checking it right in upper mountain uh first year as well and it never goes over 300 uh, degree fahrenheit never so the, the van cooling engine is i really like it yeah so my, my vespa super simple, uh, yeah all of my vespa stuff is fan cooled and it's pretty awesome because it keeps itself nice and chill most of the time uh, is your cylinder a yeah. cast iron cylinder or is it uh nicosol aftermarket like an aluminum I don't know exactly. So, um, could be aluminum. Um, but I have no idea because, um, uh, so they have me with the engine. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, house brand, uh, of the company Mofacus called Swing. Um, and they are, uh, famous for high end, uh, products. So, 
I think they 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 knew what or they they exactly know what to use. So I but I can't say anything. I think it's aluminum, maybe. Uh, I only ask because uh, a lot of the aftermarket kits that I've seen last through torture tests and abuse and longevity have been, you know, like a Polini 80 for a Minarelli is a cast iron cut cylinder, and it is just one of the most bulletproof cylinders you can get. Takes a beating. It keep, really takes, yeah, it's super ticking. tough. Okay, I don't, I don't know, uh, but the price is tough for itself because the price for the setup is pretty, it's expensive, but it's work. So um, right now I have almost seven thousand, uh, five thousand seven hundred miles. That's crazy. Uh, with with that engine and no fucking problems. Nothing. <laughs> with the engine is running. One, it's a one kick wonder. Yeah, that's what I was gonna wonder because like you've been, you're on this long journey. You you know you you've been riding so far. You're going all these places. I was like wondering if, if you've had any engine trouble yet. At all, yeah. Look at it. Look at it. I was. Um, I'm just going over to the uh, to the garage. Garage. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I started up for you. So you oh, should, you should knock on running. some wood. Because <laughs> tomorrow you're gonna no, have a no. Full, I don't have full engine so, failure. Uh, <laughs> is, I have these kill switch, and I don't know if it's right now. It's off or on. But let me check. Now it's off. Another one. Wait. Ah. <laughs> That's right. No, and it seizes. <laughs> yeah, but normally it's it's always running. The yeah, price yeah, price yeah. just went down, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many times have you gone to buy a bike and they're like, "Yeah, it ran, it ran when parked," and like you know, you go to start it, you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna knock a hundred bucks off because it doesn't run." <laughs> Discount. Yeah, but but I can start. It's not. It's not. I don't have to pedal it. Yeah. Uh, I just. Um, yeah, I. You can start it with the hand, so you can uh, push the push the pedal with the hand down and it runs. I have. I think uh, I only have one bike that engine, does that. Yeah, the engine is pretty simple. So if if the engine has a spark, mm-hmm. uh, or if there is a spark, there's no reason why the engine uh, should not run. Yeah, I have so one Kook Maxi that I can reach down and grab the wheel and just barely pull the wheel forward, and it'll fire up almost every time. Like, completely cold. Hasn't been started for months. The blue one. Yeah, my old, my old faithful blue Maxi, uh, Pook Maxi. Ah, okay. What? So I know you said like you guys aren't allowed to make the bikes faster, really. Like, does does the that model of engine and bike have a lot of aftermarket parts available if you wanted to, or or not, or just uh, none at all? Uh, they are selling a lot of aftermarket parts. Um, so you can make it faster, pretty simple. You can just, when you have the original engine, you can just, uh, put a bigger sparket in the front and a smaller one in the back. So you're almost five to 10 miles faster than originally, but then you are also losing performance. So the power, uh, is getting less, but you have more speed. (laughs) 
when you live in a in an area like like me in the Black Forest, you need the power at the mountain. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, you have to choose speed or performance. The Black Forest. I've seen a bunch of videos oh. of guys mining old graves in the Black Forest. The old war war time it, bunkers and stuff. Uh, yeah, we have a few of them, but uh, luckily they are forgotten. So, so, um, yeah, that's that's our heritage. We have to, yeah, we have to handle it. Yeah. I don't want. I don't uh, talk that often about it. Um, it it's not my business. Yeah. So um, I had a I had a question. Sure. So uh, I understand. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> so with with the moped yeah. thing, like, uh, and and you've been filming it. You have the YouTube channel, uh, under motorized idiots. Did you have the YouTube channel before you yeah. decided decided to go on this trip, or is that like you started doing it when you planned to do this? So I had a I had a, a the YouTube channel before, but it was running on a, uh, on another name. Uh, it was just my name, uh, and I switched it uh, to Under Motor Idiot because I needed a platform to uh, upload the videos. Um, so when you check the the channel, you can see there are a lot of videos on not that much videos, but there are a few videos from uh, fifteen years ago. Uh, but no moped videos. Uh, the moped videos came later. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, when the idea was born to make this trip, uh, I uploaded the first moped video. Uh, it's just blah blah. So, uh, yeah, I don't uh, have subtitles in English, but uh, I've seen uh, when the videos for, uh, are online for a few weeks. You can choose uh, automatic subtitles uh, in English. Okay. <laughs> but when you read it, when you when you read the subtitle, it's, it's or it's often it's just bullshit. Uh, <laughs> the translation is super bullshit. So all the subtitles on YouTube are bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it it makes it makes uh, at some point it makes no sense at all. Yeah, you gotta like do that like Mr. Beast thing and like uh, pay a translator to like actually tr- translate and overdub all your voices into English and other uh, other languages. Uh, yeah, I thought about that, but it costs money. So, and the trip I do is completely. Um, I, I pay the trip by myself. I do not. I do not have someone in the background who is paying me. Um, so. Um, I I was working for before I started the trip for one and a half year uh, in my company for the half money so full time job half money uh, the other fifty percent of my money I save every month mm-hmm. or my company keeps the money so and now I have one year off and my company is paying me every month the, the money ha- the I save salary. oh that's awesome yeah it's it's a sabbatical. So I have one year off, and after a year, I can um, do my job like before. So I can I have exactly the same position in the company and uh, the same money than before, and nothing changed. Cool. What is it that you do for work? But I, 
Uh, I'm a technician in a pharmaceutical development company. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool job. Uh, all my uh, co-workers are super cool, but it's not my dream job, but it's feeding my adventure fund. And mm-hmm. um, I know, yeah, I'm when I stand up in the morning, um, I want to go there. It's not that I hate my job mm-hmm. or um, I don't hate it. It's, it's cool. I like the people there, so that makes it yeah. uh, more attractive to go there. Do they? Does everyone there think you're oh, crazy yeah. for doing this trip? What do What do they think about it? What are your everyone? <laughs> what do your peers think? Everyone. So, um, of course, uh, yeah. Um, a lot of people they really like what I do, uh, and they wish they can uh, join, but they have family, they have kids, um, and it's not possible. So, I don't have a wife. I don't have have kids so there's nobody who can stop me uh, my mom was not so super okay with the idea to uh, make a moped trip uh, this size but um, she said yeah it's okay if you call me every week <laughs> yeah, make, make sure you're still yeah. alive and kicking <laughs> yeah I really talked about Almost every week, every week, because uh, uh, yeah, uh, over here I really like it. Everything is new. Uh, I'm I meet people every day, making new friends, and uh, but it's not the same to talk to someone that know you your whole life. Yeah. It's different. It's completely different. Um, and another thing, what I haven't thought about it before was that um, the people I I meet over here maybe I will never see in my life again That's that true. makes it more that makes it more difficult to say goodbye so uh, makes you really sick I'm not super emotional so, uh, what do you mean what what Makes you really take t- makes you take in the moment more because you know that there's yeah, a chance you will not see them again. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy every moment, and right now I'm uh, in Kansas City at the house of Marie. Maybe uh, it's Moped Party Pizza on yeah. Instagram. Pizza party. Let's go. Uh, she's pretty cool. She's okay. Yeah, she's I guess. pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and her and her uh, friend. We, we had a, a, a cool ride uh, to Kansas City. It's uh, sort of industrial side of Kansas City, so it's 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 really pretty cool. And um, yeah, tomorrow I will leave. Um, it hurts because um, you, you you always you you find new friends with the same interest, and then you have to leave. But. Uh, most of the people I said to them, when they ever want to come to Germany, just let me know. Um, they always have a space in my house. Um, yeah. It's, my sister it's loves Germany. She, so, she lived there for, I think, four years recently. And she had a house over there. And she recently moved back to the States. And she was always telling me how much she loves Germany, how awesome that place is. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's fun. Uh, it's 
it's different. Germany is definitely different. Wow. It's, yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's better or not. So we have so much more rules. And uh, over here, maybe especially uh, in the moped scene, you, when you... I was also uh, right now on on the Moped Rally in Kalamazoo. This was very, or uh, the the ride was was super organized, uh, disciplinated, and then I went to the to to the rally in in Philly. This was completely different. This was so wow. This was so outlaw, um, <laughs> red lights running running over red lights. Uh, then there was the rain and uh, nobody was stopping at stop signs and I said, so, wow. In Germany, they will, they will take your driver's license. Well, it's, no, it's, it's no, so it is, it is also <laughs> illegal there. However, there's also a strength in numbers. A strength in numbers and a safety in numbers. So like if we keep everybody together in such a large group ride, it's less likely that somebody's going to get damaged by an uh, a poor yeah. driver. Yeah, but you have a ride uh, of one hundred people, and everybody is going fast. Uh, so the whole group is stretching yeah. over over hundreds of feet, and then the first uh, bunch of people uh, they cross the the red line. Uh, it's green, and then it switched to red, and, uh, and then, yeah, everybody yeah. has to follow. And then nobody, the horns nobody start blowing. Then we, then we cork the intersection. <laughs> yeah, we call it corking the intersection, so somebody will block up the road so the rest of the traffic hopefully can get through. And But we don't wait for everybody. We wait as long as we can. Except for, like, if there's a single straggler, we might lose one or two at the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah. The rallies over here are a little bit different. Like the rallies, uh, we do not call it rallies. So, um, so these uh, this rallies uh, in Germany, it's it's more like a private party with a ride out. Mm-hmm. Um, we have these uh, some uh, moped clubs to organize uh, a moped rally as well. Uh, but then we have also the big moped. Marathons, the uh, marathons. Um, this is uh, completely different. So you have to, you need a permit. Uh, the organizers need a permit from the from the community, from the mayor. Uh, wow. And then, yeah, but they have riders. It, it, for example, one of the biggest uh, marathons in Austria is what? Well, it's not anymore. Uh, not anymore exists. Uh, it was the Bertal Moped Marathon. It's from the Earth Valley uh, in the in the Alps. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to 1,500 riders. 1,500 so, riders. That's a lot of yeah, moped. 1,500 riders. It is. So you have to pay before. Then you go there. You, you go to the registration. You get your starter pack. And, and at Saturday, they have to ride. Starter it's pack. almost 150 miles. What is yeah, the, you get a yeah. What's, what's in the where, starter pack? Oh, uh, for example, there are a bunch of stickers in uh, that can be in uh, 
I don't know. Um, maybe there's a beer in, there's a shirt in, the patches. Um, Condoms? There's a, a, a coffee, a coffee <laughs> mug uh, can be in. Uh, sunglasses. Um, yeah, it's uh, all stuff from the sponsors uh, of the marathon. So, um, so you pay, for example, 100 bucks, and you get a starter packet. Um, you get a breakfast in, uh, before the, the ride out starts. Uh, you get uh, on the way. Uh, you have two uh, uh, checkpoints where you get something to drink and to eat. Uh, it's it's super organized. So and uh, they have these signs on the roads where you have to turn right or left or whatever. It's, That's cool. It's organized. It's pretty organized. It's a lot of work. So the guy from the from the Ötztal Moped Marathon, he's working the whole year for no, these event. The uh, event. Yeah, so it's a lot of work. Um, wow, well, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I really love more like the the, the rallies. <laughs> yeah, planning even planning rallies is hard. So just just imagining planning a planning something that's ten x the amount of mopeders. And like having to organize it through this through the city and the mayor, like all these other tasks that we don't have to get involved. The blessing with. of the priest, yeah, like the Pope has to come down af- uh, off the, <laughs> from his uh, high horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I feel like that's so much harder. Yeah. <laughs> we all of us, all of us, all of ours are like so like everyone plans them differently. So it's like there's there's never one that's kind yeah. of the same. We kind of have the same structure a lot of the time. Yeah, but you know, and also. And also, there's an important thing. It's an unwritten law that um, nobody likes plastic scooters. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, when you have a plastic scooter and you go for one of these marathons, don't wonder when people don't like you. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a thing. Some, some uh, events, they have, uh, so they say, uh, pre- 85, for example, or pre-90, mm-hmm. um, not younger. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's an unwritten law. Yeah, but, it's like kind of like that yeah. here. Like we kind of like the the scooters frowned upon because it's not like it's not a moped. We're we're a mopeders and we're a moped culture. So we kind of like you know if you show up on one of those bikes, like yeah, it's fine. Like no one's gonna like tell you to leave. But it's like. Ah, that guy's riding a Tao Tao Chinese scooter. Like it's not a moped. Like it's not like what we're here to see. Do you have? Uh... Yeah, maybe maybe it's a it's a moped, but it's not. Uh, uh, I don't know. Do you have but in your it's... collection of bikes a uh, Zandop CS fifty? Uh no. Uh, a friend, a friend of mine had. Uh, CA30. They are looking the same. Uh, they have the CA25, CA30, the 50. They have different uh, models uh, of these mopeds, of these mopeds and mofas. So we also have mofas, which is like the uh, bike style, I think, right? No, no. Okay, um, the mofa is slower than a moped. The mofa only goes 15 miles. Why bother? <laughs> um, 
I don't know. You can ride a mofa when you are 14 years. Ah. Um, this is the first, the first motorized uh, two-wheeler you, you, you are allowed to, to ride. So, and then you can make the next step, uh, the moped. Then it, it depends always to the CC, but not the MOFAs. The MOFAs also have uh, 50cc, but they have a smaller carburetor, or um, they the speed is limited on 25 kilometers per hour. So it's, it's maybe 16 or 17 miles. Um, but everybody was tuning them uh, when we were young. We knew them faster, of course. I was asking because I purchased a moped, but it had a gear shifter and a clutch from somebody off of a, a military base here locally for a friend, but it was branded as a Sax. Uh, yeah. I want to say it was Sax. a Sax Hercules um, or Hercules or something like that, but it looks exactly like a Zunda. Yeah. And I didn't know if you knew if there uh, was a relation to the you know between the two. Uh, no, they never had uh, a relation between Sachs and Zinder. So uh, Hercules was the was the company, uh, the first company. They have the engines from Sachs. They had all have had Sachs engines, and then Hercules um, they stopped the production, and Sachs uh, still built the moped. Like before, but they labeled uh, the, the the label was different. So there was a Sax label on. They tried to make a facelift with the plastic uh, fender in front and try to make it a little bit more modern. Yeah, but, this thing's uh, really uh, cool. It was it's it's like yeah, it's got a five five speed transmission. It's like all metal frame. Um, when I bought it. We did not know, but it had an aftermarket 70cc cylinder kit on it already, and it was pretty peppy. It was a pretty fun okay. bike. He still has it now. Richie, uh, Richie Rebel has it. Okay. Well, it's, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. They made so many different models. I don't know them all, but I, I'm pretty sure they never had a corporation together with Sunda. Um have always made their own engine mm. uh, and their mm. own bike. They just gave the license uh, to other companies, uh, to it Italy or Spain, Portugal, uh, also to Sweden. Uh, Sundab is pretty uh, popular in Sweden and in the Netherlands. Um, but they, for example, they never sold mopeds to the state. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Because they hate us, man. We wouldn't let us get it. the good bikes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they knew we'd start tuning yeah. the shit out of them, making them go too fast, and we'd all wreck them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, since you've, so since you've been in the States, you said you started in Canada, and you made your way down to, like, the Michigan area. Like, it's been kind of cool because I've like, – I kind of saw your videos here and there just after seeing your stuff on Instagram kind of pop up. And I was like, oh, man, what this guy's doing is super interesting. And then I ran into you at a rally. And then I like, the, like as you would go across the country, like 
everyone on the East Coast and everyone in the Moped community here in the States kind of we kind of loosely know each other from the internet. So we kind of all follow each other on Instagram. We we we're all in the same you know the Moped Army forum and. So as you'd be going to these different places, I'd see like someone else tagging you in a post or someone else posting a picture of you. And then like you go somewhere else and be someone else I knew. And then you go somewhere else and be somewhere else I knew. And then I show up, you know, at the Philly rally and I'm like, oh, my God, those dudes here like crazy. (laughs) And it's already been, you know, I've seen you at two rallies on the East Coast and it's been like you're just bouncing all around. It's wild. How's like how's the trip been since since you hit the States? Um, yeah, um, when, uh, the idea was born to make a trip like that. So I knew before, uh, that I want to go to space. So I started to, uh, was searching on Instagram for moped clubs over here in the States. Uh, and I found a couple of, uh, a bunch of, of clubs and I uh, followed them, but I never got in contact with them. Um, the first, uh, I got in contact with uh, Alex from Moped Works in Detroit. And this is how it starts. So he said, hey, you have to go to Toledo's. Uh, so I wrote uh, Andy from the Toledo's, uh, from the Zeros. Um, and then I drove to Toledo. Then I drove to Kalamazoo for the rally. And uh, I met so many people and Right now, I have so many uh, people from the States following, and I do following them. Uh, and it's, it's, and I have, right now, it's, it's getting super confused because I have no idea where the people are. <laughs> so everybody, um, they send me uh, a message of, hey, when you are here, come over. Yeah, but... Um, <sighs> Super hot. So just today, I checked. I checked my map, and there was no one uh, in the next few hundred miles. So I have I have this Google map where I marked uh, clubs or people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there uh, I can connect, and there was no one. And then I saw uh, I can remember. So oh man, I was in Lawrence. There was a was a club, and today I wrote them. Uh, maybe it's too late, but. Um, yeah, if not, um, yeah, I, get, I was in contact with the guys from Denver, from... Um, syndicates. Oh, I forgot the name. Yeah, Syndicates, exactly. Um, they wrote me, yeah, um, we can have some beers, uh, hang, hang around, and yeah, that's how it works. That's how I get in contact with the people, and um, yeah. Like there's like you like like it's post, post your route or something on Moped Army and like all right guys he's going from here to here like can everyone chimes in if they're like in between that. Um, today I try I tried it but the response was, uh, yeah slow. a lot of people wrote hey you have to go more in the north you have to go more in the south and I said no <laughs> I want to cross the Bory the Kansas. So everybody told me it's so boring. I know, but um, you have to see everything of the state. I, I, I can't just go to places they are awesome. I also want to see uh, the, the middle of nowhere. 
And so where are you yeah. at? Where are you at right now? Again, you're in Kansas City. No, ma'am. In Kansas City, uh, um, my last step was uh, Gatopia in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, then before I was at uh, um, Wizard Rally. Yeah. Um, New York before uh, at New York Moped and met uh, the, uh, Fred from the um, Lincoln, Lincoln Street Lost Boys. Um, Long Island I've been before and Boston. Uh, Boston was a, was a blast. Wow. Um, people from Boston are so cool and especially Mars. Yeah. He invited me to the Philly Rally. LSLB. And the Philly Rally, yeah. It's, yeah, I like the I like the moped community over here because it's kind of different. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's a hardcore scene. So uh, when you have no context to the moped scene over here, uh, and you're driving around, you, I think you never will see them. You have to know where they are. You have to know the rallies. Um, I try to get in contact with people on the Moped Army um, forum at the homepage, but it was oh, it was too much. I, <laughs> so many people over uh, writing me uh, messages, and it was it was too much. I can't gotta make answer sure you got it all in, the uh, Got to make sure you got it in thread view or whatever it is too, or flat view. Yeah, flat view for <laughs> life. Yeah. That way, like you can you can see you can see it all at once without having to like click each open link. individual everything. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be in flat view. Yeah. How, did, how did we follow Ross, the rapper, back in the day on his like epic road trip know. that he like kind of failed on? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Instagram and stuff it's so fast, so I feel like that. I guess we can get like how that's quicker. Like, oh, cool, this club's here. You find them on their Instagram. You message them. They message you back. It would be interesting to see your road trip in real time. Like, if you use something like uh, what's the Glimpse, the Glimpse app. Do you know about the Glimpse app? app? Uh, I have, I have something different. It's called Find Penguin. Um, it's an app. Uh, it's tracking my trip since I started at home. Mm-hmm. So it's tracking me every day. It's real time. You can see where I am right now. It's not super exact, but um, you can see all my route I, I drove to today. Nice. Um, and you can upload pictures, videos. Um, I also can send you the, the link for it. So, um, yeah. You need to detour your way up to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You say you need to take a detour to mean? Nebraska, like on your way out to Colorado. Let's see. Uh, yeah, see I want Ed, to Ed's moped shop. Uh, in where? In Denver? Uh, Nebraska. On the, like on your way out there, you gotta you gotta detour up. Nebraska. Yeah, send me the link. Let me. Uh, I have to. I have to take a look. So I was choosing the way through Kansas because it's the shortest way to Denver. And, um, yeah, there's a, a, a couple of things I want to see. I want to go to Pikes Peak. Um, and there's a lot of trails, uh, west of, um, uh, west of Denver. Uh, maybe I will go to the Yellowstone Park. 
I have no fucking idea where <laughs> the wind will blow me. I don't know. I don't know. So, how much time do you have available? The, you have you have doing it for a year, right? Or you have longer than that? It, it's I have one year off, uh, but I have to leave the state uh, mid November. So um, I have no idea. So I have the big visa for six months, um, but I nobody uh, can tell me how it works because uh, I was for weeks in Canada, and some people say, "Ah, oh, um, it 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 does not count." So I have more days in the states. Uh, it's the real time I stayed in the states. Uh, I don't know. And some people say, no, it, it doesn't count when you leave the, the state to Mexico or Canada. It still counts. So I have no view. So do you have the any, first stamp I have in my Do you have any my key, passport is do, you have any, do you have any key places that you know you want to go to? Like I know for us, there's like there's always like those cities that you know you want to hit. Like you want to go to New York City, and you want to go to Chicago, you want to see New Orleans. Do you have like you have the spots that you that you know you want to go to? Before you answer that, before you before you answer that, I would just yeah. say if you yeah. have like some traveling questions about like some rules, a good resource might just be to contact a travel agency here locally or anywhere you're at, and they might just give you free advice on that and sort of update you on what the status quo is. Um, so before I started my trip, um, the only uh, destinations I had was Detroit and the Kalamazoo Rally, um, and everything else uh, came step by step. So uh, the, the first plan was to go to Detroit, Kalamazoo Rally, and then I wanted to go to uh, uh, Newfoundland, uh, Novia, Scotia. Um, but, yeah, plans changing. <laughs> plans changing all, all the time. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to go to Montreal. Then uh, I entered Quebec and I was after two hours so sick of Quebec because uh, reckless driving. Uh, people were passing passing me super fast, uh, super close to my handlebar, and uh, nobody was saying hello. Um, mm-hmm. But and I thought, wow, that's uh, like the French mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pretty fast, pretty sick of Quebec, so I leave. Uh, I was leaving Quebec. Uh, the next day um, yeah I had some issues at the border um, there was a, a officer from the border control um, he was super strange and he said he's from the from the southern border and I have to I needed one hour to explain myself because uh, he said it's so weird what I'm doing uh, with the moped and the year off, and I'm from Germany, uh, and I have in my passport there's a Russian visa from 2017, mm-hmm. um, and he said he don't want to say I'm a terrorist, <laughs> but everything is so weird, and he said I was visiting important metropoles, 
like Chicago, Detroit, Milwaukee, went back to Canada. Yeah. Now I want to come back to the States. Because every, uh, cause every go. terrorist is going to ride a moped across the country. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. And then he said, and then you're, you're, you're traveling with a moped that's not normal. Uh, uh, and he said, other people do traveling with a bicycle or a motorcycle. And I said, yeah, but what's the diff? I, I don't get it. Uh, uh, yeah, I showed him my Instagram. I showed him my YouTube channel. Um, and after one hour, he said, he was, he said, yeah, um, I believe you, but, um, but it's still weird. And I said, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's that- maybe the, the last adventure you can really do on, uh, on a, I don't know. On the back of a moped, you have an adventure every fucking day. Yeah. I mean, it is weird. It's you never know it's, what. it's out there. It's a far out thing that you're doing. And most normal people wouldn't attempt it or even think about it. So it seems odd to, to yeah. someone from the outside. But that's also why it's cool. Because it's different. And it's, yeah, well, and it's interesting. I, I've seen a lot no of people over here. Yeah, a lot of people over here, they don't want to travel with the moped. They just go to the rallies, uh, uh, like you said, uh, doing a ride to the liquor shop or uh, grab some food. That's it. So my friends at home, they were they were making jokes about me. Oops. They were making uh, were making jokes about me that they said ah. You will end up like Forrest Gump. Everybody's following you. And I said, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You're the, you're um, the Pied Piper. Yes. Like <laughs> yeah, for real. What, what, Forrest, nobody, the Forrest uh, Gump of mopeds. <laughs> I, was, uh, I, I didn't ask somebody, but uh, if anybody wants to join, welcome. Join. It's... Uh, it's but a free land, and I like to have a company. But yeah, if but you had somebody uh, join you, yeah, then you have to wait up for them or or ask them what they want for dinner. Uh, and then most yeah, more than likely, we're going to break down behind you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you are um, on the road with with a buddy or uh, in a company, so you always have different meanings. Uh, you have. Uh, yeah, maybe the, uh, this guy wants to go there, but you want to go here. And so, yeah. And then you have two more pit things they can uh, break down. Um, yeah, it's, it's always uh, difficult to make a, a journey with uh, a lot of, a lot of mopeds. Yeah. As you can see uh, on the moped rally, how many mopeds break down? So, uh, yeah, I didn't see how many mopeds broke down because I was in the front. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty, it's pretty typical <laughs> for us, dude. Like a lot of our moped rallies, you know, you show up, there may be a hundred bikes at the start and you get to the end and there's like, you know, there's like 50, you know, yeah. <laughs> like at least, yeah. at least like 20% break <laughs> or something happens like the bike oh, yeah. didn't break, but like, but like they're, they're out of it. Like they ran out of gas or something rattled loose, you know, brake cable snapped. Like yeah, it's always the silliest things. Yeah, the for example the the Philly rally of of the uh, um, Wizard rally 
both rallies were super fast. So I was always full throttle. And um, it's pretty sad when you have guys like, uh, what is his name, Male? Mm-hmm. Uh, always doing the wheels. And you're full throttle, going <laughs> yeah, 38 squ- miles. And then mind. he's and he's passing you on the back Come wheel, on, doing really uh, <laughs> uh, that. Yeah, they're doing fifty mile an hour wheelies, dancing on the seat. Like, make is they're they're basically making a mockery of all of us schmucks. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of uh, Humble, uh, humbling experience. Yeah, I really feel that when I saw it, and I said, "Wow, that <laughs> crazy." Uh, yeah, uh, um, yeah, it. It's not about speed. So I have I I had this sticker um, was standing on style uh, uh, of Curry, and yeah, it, it's true. It, it doesn't matter how. It, it's not about the speed. It's about the travel. Um, it's about to see things you don't see when you travel fast or go by a car. So it traveling traveling slow has a, has its own character. Um, and I really like it. So there are so many people on the roadside. They um, they give you a hello, and that's cool. I like it. So I'm always smiling. I would have a a, a a bumper sticker in Germany, and like in German, that says "Honk if you're horny," and then I would just be sad that nobody honked because they wouldn't understand how to read it. <laughs> what what is on? <laughs> like a bumper sticker, you know, like cars have bumper stickers. Yeah, but you you gotta have one yeah. that's written in German that says "honk if you're horny." So they can't, uh, they can't read it. They in don't German? understand. Yeah, they won't. They, they, then they won't understand it. And you, the one person that speaks German will read it and understand it and honk at you, and you'll just know. <laughs> ah, Dude, I I think like at, I think at its core, you know mopeds like i mean i remember there's this club in virginia in richmond that kind of was like the first moped club here yeah the rebel rousers <laughs> the hell satans and they, yeah. they had they had a little documentary thing they did and it was called like what was it live fast ride slow and i feel like like the core yeah. the core <laughs> the hell satans never i've never heard of them never heard of them never heard of them i think the core of mopeds uh, is i know them i i I hear of them, but I have no clue where they are. They are located. Yeah, they were they were in Richmond where we are, but like they kind of faded away. But I'm pretty sure the Terribles killed them all. <laughs> yeah, but like I was saying, like, I, I feel like at the core of mopeds, like the fact that they're they're just slow enough and they're light enough and nimble enough yeah. that like you can like enjoy a ride, like riding a motorcycle, you're. You're really focused on a lot of stuff that's going on around you. The bikes can go faster. They're bigger. They're heavier. But on a moped, you can ride slow and take in your scenery and really en- enjoy your surroundings. So it doesn't necessarily have to yeah, be fast to enjoy the, the ride. Yeah, and I can choose the the, the uh, bike trails as well. Or I can you can go with a moped. Uh, on to places where you can't go with a motorcycle or by car, um, yeah. So I, I 
sometimes yeah. I like to the border crossing go, inspection so I, station I, for an extra hour. Touche. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, this was yeah. Maybe there were some guys behind me. The this was a thing of two minutes, so they entered. They entered the safe. The safe spot. Yeah. I have a question. So, uh, so how much how much stuff did you bring with you on a trip like this? Because I know that that's that's been kind of like I've been pondering and wondering about that. You know, you're going on this long journey, this long trip, and it's like you have to think about the tools, that the you sacrifices, need. like what you don't want to bring. You yeah, know? like what can you bring? And like we we're on vacation right now. Me and Thomas are we're at the beach, and we packed. My wife packed so much stuff. We brought so much stuff with us. You know, we got this and that and this and that. I'm like, well, what could we not have brought? I have a book bag. Yeah, that's like, it. <laughs> so what? So what did you pack for this for this trip? And what did you bring with you? Uh, I have a. It's a combination, a tent combination. Um, the company is Wingman of the Road, so they gave me a little discount for tent. It's a it's a tent, especially for motorcycle tra- uh, travelers um it it's, it's it's a big role it's, it's almost too big for a moped it's eight uh kilograms so it's 16 pounds um but it uh, you can pop it up super fast in five minutes it's a combination um tent um the sleeping bag and the mattress um and uh, the material is canvas, so it's it's uh, hard rain approved. So it's it's absolutely uh, waterproof. There's no water in when when you have strong rain, um, but it's heavy. Um, then I have uh, my backpack where I have the the things in. Uh, I have to reach fast when I need them. For for example, there's um, all my cables are in. Uh, a few uh, shirts, uh, a pants, a swimming, uh, swimming shorts. Um, then I have a lot of, not a lot of tools. I have the tools I always have with me. So it's for every boat. There's the, uh, yeah, the, the uh, tool. Mm-hmm. I have some spare parts with me, but not that much. Uh, or cause in the end, I think it's, Whatever, I can fix everything by myself. And if not, there are a lot of workshops that can help me. Um, yeah, a tube. Right now, I have a spare tire with me. Because uh, the tire in the back is, ooh, <laughs> it's almost uh, a slick, a slick tire. Um, yeah. Not that much. I have a camera with me. I have a GoPro with me. Um, yeah, I think a lot of, of things I have with me, I don't, I do not really need. But um, you never know. Yeah, like, do, and, do you use that tent enough to justify bringing it with you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so at, at the beginning, I had two t-shirts, uh, a hoodie. Uh, a jacket, uh, uh, a long pa- uh, uh, pants, and a short. Um, but all everywhere I, I I went, people gave me shirts, people gave me uh, zippers, and then there was one point I can't close my backpack anymore. So 
Um, you have to box it up I, and mail it so, home. Yeah, not at home. I have a friend in Palm Springs, so uh, I send him every few weeks. I have to send him a package with things I do not need anymore or with all the T-shirts uh, people gave me. Um, and when I'm in Palm Springs at the end of my journey in the in the States, um, I will send a big package back home. So I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before I'm heading on to uh, further to Mexico, Guatemala, I don't know. I don't know. It's an open, it's an open journey. So I don't know. I I don't know in the morning where I will end up in the night, mm-hmm. and also I don't know where I will end up uh, at the end of my trip. So yeah. I definitely, I definitely know that I want to be back in Europe um, in mid March uh, to to make the last few thousand miles back home on the moped. Um, yeah, I want to go to Portugal and then all the way back home. Because yeah, it's still cold in Germany in March. Um, yeah. So start we start in, in in Portugal. There, it's, it's a little bit warmer, and yeah, I'm excited. What's what's coming next? Always, every day. Yeah, dude. I mean, the whole journey is crazy, and I know you've put out a couple of videos that have been based in the states so far on your YouTube channel. How how often are you putting out the videos? Do you have a like a timeline of how how soon you're trying to put each one out? And how long does it typically take you to, to edit? Because cause the videos that I have watched, they're really good. Like you, you know, you have some time put in, effort put into like making the videos. Uh, the editing is all goes pretty fast. Maybe sometimes I just need one day. Sometimes I need two days. Uh, but there's no... Uh, yeah, sometimes... Uh, it's two weeks or three weeks. Uh, right now, I have I reached I have reached a point uh, where I uh, so th- one week ago I dropped the video from New York, mm-hmm. but I have been in New York four weeks ago. So uh, yeah, it's, it's getting harder. The more I travel, the harder it gets to keep the videos um, uh, in time for actual, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, so it's a little bit, um, the time is a little bit after. So, um, yeah, today I just uh, uploaded the, the videos from the last three weeks. So I try to uh, edit the new video maybe in the next one or two weeks. No idea. <laughs> it's not important. It, it, it's not, I don't do the, uh, the trip cause of the videos or fame or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just want to, um, document your journey. Yeah. It, I do it for, uh, for the people at home. I do it for the people they are really interested in. Um, so, yeah, 
as long as the people like the videos, it's okay. Uh, there, there are no haters. They, uh, no, nobody was losing a bad word about the video. So I think the videos are okay then. <laughs> mm -hmm. I it's, yeah. For those of us catching back up, what is the uh, YouTube channel that you're posting this stuff on? What do you mean? Like, what's the name of your YouTube channel again? again? Oh, it's Under Motorized Idiot. It's the same. It's the same uh, name as the Instagram account. I'm just re um, I'm just like repeating it basically. So, like, if listeners want to like start looking it up now versus earlier in the show, then they can hear it again. Yeah. Don't sleep on it, guys. Yeah. Under, under motorized idiots. Under motorized idiots. I'm like looking at the yeah. moped. I'm like looking at the moped army like calendar right now for like the rallies that are coming up that are kind of kind of left because there's not that many more that are scheduled right now. But I'm like trying to think like where you're going, where you're headed, and where you could still catch a rally. And I'm like, ah, like you're gonna be past the Midwest, and you're probably not gonna want like double yeah. back the other way. So I'm like, I think the last one you'll be able to hit would be uh, Sacramento in September. Exactly. So um, right now I'm on the way to the West. Then I have a lot of things I want to see in Colorado, whatever. And then I, I really think about to go to the National Rally in Sacramento. Um, but I have no idea if I can make it in time. So when I go south uh, and I still have some points I want to see uh, in the north, so it's a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I like to ride motorbikes. <laughs> you it so much. Uh, I don't want to do um, senseless detours. Um, so when I'm when I go to the to the uh, national rally, uh, I definitely will not go back to the north. So yeah, don't know. And it's also the temperature. Yeah, um, it's still hot there. And ooh, I, I, I got sunburned yesterday. Uh, we had a little moped ride, but it was the sun was so burning. Uh, and on the moped, you don't feel it, so you have to wind. It's uh, convenient, but you get completely sunburned if you don't use uh, sunscreen. Yeah, you, you, uh, I, you, I you white people, and you're burning. <laughs> Come on, man! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, oh, well, I mean, I work outdoors, I so I don't really burn like talking about either. Yeah, you get a nice browning. Yeah, you tan well. I'm working on it. Yeah, so my arms. Um, yeah, right now my arms. Uh, I have before. I had before a t-shirt, so my arms are brown. Uh, <laughs> it, they have a good tan. Um, and now I'm, I'm wearing a muff shirt, so the upper the upper part of my arm is red, we'll <laughs> and my to, shoulders are white. So we'll it's, have to send you some wife beaters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, another interesting thing. So it's like you're 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 doing you're riding these many miles. You're out here on a bike on a two wheel vehicle for for so far, and I know like. From the motorcycle side, people viewing it would be like, oh, the, why isn't this person wearing full gear? 
Like, was that ever a thought about wearing like full motorcycle gear? Cause you're, cause you're on the road for so many miles. Just the thought of going down. Oh, uh, I don't have that much motorcycle gear. Um, I, I changed the helmet when I started the trip before I had a jet helm. Uh, but I wanted to have a little bit more safety around my head. Uh, I just have uh, speakers um, for listening to music. And that's it. I don't have special gear. Uh, I have um, I have uh, the uh, complete overall for the rain when it's raining. I don't like to ride in the rain. Sometimes it's necessary to to make miles. Um, yeah, then you have to... Ch- I, I, ch- I prefer to stay dry. So I bought these super expensive um, uh, Gore-Tex overall. Nice. Um, yeah. How many, Typically, how many miles do you try to ride a day? Oh... Uh, it changed. Uh, sometimes I only do 50 miles. Sometimes uh, I do 150 miles. Um, depends how... What, what about my back? Uh, my ass, my feet, my hands. <laughs> so the vibrations. The vibrations are... Um, yeah. Sometimes I have to make a break for uh, my feet or my hands. Uh, getting numb um, and sometimes I do break and just uh, have to lay down on the ground to, to scratch myself because it's always a folded position I have on the moped because it's, it's pretty low mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I can touch my um, when I still have the handlebar, uh, the, the hands on the handlebar I can touch my my knee with the elbow, so it's you have you have seen how uh, how I'm sitting on the moped. In hindsight, do you think you would have changed the the the, the handlebars or something to help with the riding position? No, no, no. It destroys the style. <laughs> it looks no. no. Um, I was choosing this. I was really. I had before. I had different handlebars. And this was the one I really said, this looks badass. I want to have this. Doesn't matter how painful it gets. Uh, I want to have this handlebar. Like this so is, the handlebar is... So, yeah? This is like the ultimate problem with mopeds. Like, so every the new... sacrifice. Every new person who ever buys... We've, we've all talked about this so many times. But every new person who ever buys a moped in the States, they're like... I want the one that looks like a motorcycle. I want the one that's got the M bars or the clip ons where they're like hunched with over the gas, with the gas tank on the top. <laughs> looking like a looking like they're a racer going hundred miles an hour where they're only going forty. Like that's what everyone wants. And then as we all progress through the through the scene, we all start sitting up straighter and straighter and straighter. And then like the final form is like you're sitting on a moped that pretty much looks like you're sitting in a in like ergonomical chair. Yeah, it is. it is, but um, yeah, I feel good. And, and the moped is it's like a magnet for people they are interested in. When I stop on a gas station for uh, grab some food or filling up the gas, uh, it's always people talking to me because of the bike. The first 
question is always, what is it? Yeah. And I'm telling them what, what it is. It's a Sunda. So they don't know. They never hear it. <laughs> I, I have to tell them it's German. Then they want to know uh, the age, uh, which year. And it, it's always cool to have conversations uh, when I'm on gas stations. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just want to check my emails or, uh, or something like that. And then I, I move to the side of the, of the gas station so that nobody <laughs> well, want to talk to me. If they, if but, they bother you, you just start asking them for money and then they will fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> even though, yeah, even though you don't need the, you, you don't have to need the money, but if you just want them to, to fuck <laughs> off and kick rocks, you say, you know, do you, you got 20 bucks. Yeah. You never know. You might give, they might give you twenty bucks. You yeah, make them pay you for your time. No, no kidding. Uh, it happened three times that people gave me money for my trip. So uh, it's. I was on a uh, was in Wisconsin. I want to uh, want to catch the ferry from uh, Manitowoc to Ludington over Lake Michigan, and. I stopped at a gas station and back came a guy. Um, he was talking to me and he invited me to uh, a flat track race. Uh, and he, 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 I gave him my number and he said, he's giving me a message. Uh, so he's putting me on the gas list for the pit. And then he gave me 20 bucks for gas. And I said, no, it's not necessary. So yes, it is. It's for your trip. It's for your. Do whatever you want. Every, everybody in gas. everybody in Wisconsin is rich, though. <laughs> it's just a known fact. I don't know, but this this guy was pretty cool. Then I I went to the flat check race. It was super cool. That's awesome. And I met there. I met, I met the guys from the flat out Friday from Milwaukee. Okay. And and I'm following them years on Instagram. So it was this day. It it, it, it got better from from hour to hour so it was crazy then they invited me back to milwaukee to stay at their house and the next day to the motor gp in uh Chiboyan. this was so this was so crazy it's so um, awesome because this is this is why you go on an adventure like no there's, plan there's no agenda yeah there's so many times where things happen in life where you don't take the road less you know the road less likely like or whatever that fucking phrase is you know it's like the road less traveled. There it is. It's like there's Take this the high op- road. Yeah, like there's yeah, this option yeah, exactly. of things that you could do, but you put because so many times in life you have an agenda and places to be and things to do that you don't take up opportunities like this. And the yeah. fact that you could just do it. If you had to make it to the aquarium because that was your goal, you never would have done any of that. Yeah. Exactly. So this is what I said. In the morning, I have no idea where I went, uh, will end up. So uh, it could be I can I, I stay in in a, in someone's uh, garden where I can pop up my tent or uh, sleep behind the graveyard or or on a gas station. It, it happens. This all happens till now. So um, I'm I'm uh, pretty easy to handle. So I don't need that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and sometimes. I'm I'm more afraid of people than of animals, so uh, I always have to choose the uh, the place I stay with my tent when I uh, when I'm not on campground. 
Um, yeah, I really choose them. Uh, a little out of sight. How to say? Uh, yeah. Safety first. Uh, I don't want to stay in a, in a on a place where I don't feel uh, good. So yeah. I have to feel good. Then it's okay. Secure. Yeah, it was one night in, in in Canada. Somebody invited me to pop up my tent in his garden, and and the next morning, so there wasn't a night. There was a lot of police trouble uh, right next to me, and the next morning they told me, uh, "Neighbor, uh, it's a crack house," and I said, "Wow, pretty cool." Yeah, wow, <laughs> wow. I wish you had told me earlier because I was in need. I'm, a, I'm running low on crack. Yeah, <laughs> that would have made this trip a lot yeah. easier. I would have been, I would have been that mile. I could have been, I could have been asleep hours ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, it's cool that like yeah. also too. Oh, I was just saying, it's also cool like doing something like this. You get, you kind of like. Sometimes you don't like take like the 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 kindness of a stranger kind of thing. It's like, oh, dude, like you get to see like random acts of kindness happen here and there, and you're like, dude, like I feel like that's got to be an overwhelming feeling feeling too. Just like when someone is willing to help or like does something that's kind, and you're like, you know, even even if it's not, you know, you didn't ask for it, and you're just like, man, this is crazy. Like, it's I don't know. I feel like I would be really overwhelmed about situations like that where it's just like, dude, like. This person gave me twenty bucks, or this person invited me into their home without even knowing me, and like all the like all those things are are awesome. Yeah, but it's always um, I think you need a you need a good feeling to to trust somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I I met I met people uh, I didn't feel feel all right. I didn't feel good, and then I said, "No, it's okay." I have a place to stay. So, uh, yeah. But when people are talking to me and they are nice and I I think I can trust them, then it's for me, it's okay. So um, I don't want to, how to say, to both of people or I don't want to ask them, hey, can I stay in your garden? No. Um, it's always, uh, it happens when I have the conversation. We're talking about the moped. And it is a cool conversation and out of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they are asking me, hey, where do you stay? Do you stay on the campground? And I tell you, yeah, wherever. I'm right now on the search for a, for a space to pop up my tent. And I say, hey, we have a gun. If you have a tent, pop up your tent at our house. You can take a shower, uh, make your laundry. That's so nice. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I really... Uh, enjoying here in the state so people are super friendly and yeah I don't know if I never tried it in Germany to travel uh, to make a travel like these in the same way Mm -hmm. so I can't say if uh, people uh, will give me a a space in their garden or pop up the tent or I don't know it would be easier to talk to them but my English is not perfect it's um, Sometimes I do not have the right word. What? Uh, but I try hard. Can Can you repeat that? <laughs> no, I think I think your English is pretty awesome. Like it's English is a difficult 
language because it's so much slang and you know like some words just don't mean what you think they mean you know yeah i i was in kentucky uh the gas station i was talking to a guy no teeth in the mouth and he had i think he was um at these um daddy is that you daddy <laughs> and wow it was so crazy because he was just talking like this oh, 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 are you old? and I said oh yeah 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 and I, I I really thought I understood but now I have not and yeah, it's not a bag of marbles in his <laughs> yeah mouth. exactly like he's talking with a bunch of marbles or like a swollen tongue <laughs> mm, that's crazy and I'm, uh, yeah and some people they really speak clearly some people do they don't, they are, they, they doesn't matter if you are from Germany or another country and, uh, you are not native, uh, American or American speaking. So they don't care about it. They talk like they always talk and sometimes I do not understand. Yeah. Ooh, it's hard. It's, it's, and it's, it's, sometimes it's, I don't like to, uh, yeah, it's, when you ask, uh, oh, I haven't understand. Can you please re- repeat? Uh, mm, and they say it again, and I still do not understand. Mm-hmm. I think, wow, that's um, game over. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, <laughs> move on yeah. at this point. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, I'm less than you. Just nod your head and you can walk away. My si- I, my sister knows like every language out there like it speaks it well so i just call her I'm like can you help me with this like i have no like when i was driving tow trucks or something and you'd get people from all you know like all over the place and sometimes you just don't know how to communicate with them so i have to call uh, one of my sisters is fluent in portuguese and my other sister's fluent in like many 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 languages like she knows pretty much everything so wow. i just call her and say hey can you help me out with this problem yeah that's that's cool about um, I think I, I'm excited what happens in, in Mexico. So uh, I was born in Mexico City, but I never uh, learned Spanish. So I, I grew up in, in Germany. Mm-hmm. And um, the Spanish I speak is, is Spanish uh, learning by doing. Yeah. So I have been a few times in Mexico and I tried hard to, to speak Spanish. I think it's enough for uh, for surviving, but it's not enough for having a good conversation. Um, yeah, we we'll, we will see. So where do you so where do you see yourself? How do you see how do you kind of see the rest of the trip going? Mm, I don't know. Um, uh, as I said, I have to leave the state mid-November then I will go to Mexico Baja California um, then I will take the ferry from La Paz to Mazatlan and then all the way at coastline uh, down to Oaxaca Guatemala maybe I want to go to Belize I don't know um, yeah all the states down there till um, my final destination over uh, over here in middle America is Panama, because then the road ends. There's no road to Colombia. Uh, you have to take a boat, and I don't want to take a boat. I just want to ship a moped from Panama back to Europe. Uh, yeah, and then it's almost 
the end of my trip. It's pretty close to them. Yeah. Um, I have a friend in Panama. Uh, he's moving. He, he wants to move to Panama. and He's right now for one year uh, in Panama, and I want to visit him. He's helping me uh, building a box for a moped, and then I will ship it back to, to Europe. This is crazy, dude. That's it's definitely, a, that's definitely a, an exciting <laughs> journey. The like, mm. you know. That's the plan, because a lot of people, they are asking me, why don't you uh, store your bike over here so you come back, uh, can come back, and you have a moped over here? No, and because I, and you I will burn it out. <laughs> no, I, I, I told them, no, I already have a moped over here, because I won the Russell moped <laughs> at the Kalamazoo rally. <laughs> and I said, what? And I said, yeah, I won... A pacer. It's a pacer, uh, Moto Morini. I won it at the at the raffle uh, at Kalamazoo, and I started at Chet Burke's uh, shop. So, and he said, whenever I come back, I have a moped over here, or if I need money, he can sell it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I would trust that <laughs> Chad Burke guy. Those uh, mm. those curls can be uh, deceiving. He's nice yeah, he's super he has, nice. He's all right. Super nice guy. Yeah. Um, and he has, curls. he has so many mopeds. I have been in his store, and I was uh, I was walking through his store with an open mouth, and was and he also has a, has a few Sundups, um, Chrysler, uh, German brand. Mm-hmm. He also has a Hercules. Um, Chad's definitely one so, of the biggest collectors in our in our scene for sure. A lot of bikes. See, he, th- this is how he gets away with it, though. He passes it off as some sort of business, but really, it's just a collection. Yeah, hoarder. <laughs> yes, he, he has hundreds of mopeds. Yeah, and and just like scrap think, scrap yeah. metal in the back bin. Mm. Yeah, I think um, everybody who's riding a moped is a kind of hoarder. Um, so I have. Uh, yeah, I still have a bunch of mopeds at home. So, uh, I had to sell a few of them because I was running out of money when I... Uh, so I, I told you I just got the half of the money from my company. Mm-hmm. And I was really running out of money, so I sold a few bikes. Uh, but you can't sell the bikes. They are uh, the crappy bikes. You have, to, you have to sell the running bikes with papers. Yeah. And... This was heartbreaking, but what's the going? Have, what's the uh, going price on a running bike there? Or depends which which model, which which brand. So I sold two of uh, the Sundaps. I right now I drive. Uh, I drive. I ride. So I sold them for the one for one thousand. The other one for eight hundred. Um, it was not in perfect conditions, but. Um, yeah, I wanted to sell them fast, so uh, I set the price uh, pretty low. Um, yeah, but I'm more into the super old bike. I have at home uh, a project. It's a 1946 uh, Moto Bicane. Um It's the pre-model before the first uh, Mobilette came. Um, it has a frame like a motorcycle. It, it calls uh, it calls uh, Moto Bicane Pony, and it's a rat bike. It's really, 
it's super low. Uh, when you sit on it, it feels like a, a kid's bike um, with a Springer fork, and it's it's so cool to ride it with. A, it has a, a it's a two speed uh, hand shifter, and the shifter is at the gas tank. It's a suicide shifter, and suicide the gas is not throttle, uh, throttle side, right? Yeah, on the right side, uh, and the gearbox uh, is separated from the engine, um, connected with a with a chain. It's it's so crazy. Um, yeah, you have to you have to check it out. Check it out uh, uh, in the internet. Uh, Motor became Pony. I think they they uh, just built uh, just produced sixteen thousand of them. Um, they are super rare and. But in France, you can buy mopeds pretty cheap, the old ones. Um, but right now, the prices are also going up. Yeah, that's crazy. It's everywhere the same. Not only that, but just like one of the allures, like the United States just doesn't have, we just don't have things that old around here. Yeah, I know. The mopeds, uh, the big hype started, started in the 70s. So. Yeah. Uh, in Europe, ooh, it was, yeah, they, so the Pony has a 50cc engine. Um, they started uh, before the, the production of the Pony started in, I think, in 36, uh, right before the uh, World War. And, yeah, it's super old. Uh, and, uh, and- original... Uh, uh, I was going to say, a lot of people around here, if they had something like that, they would just cut the engine off of it and put something else on it. And Like, they don't have, you know how, like, a uh, like a hot rod or a restoration car person likes the, origi- yeah. likes the originality of it or the patina, how old it is and all the original parts. But a lot of, in the moped community in the United States, like, we just don't give a shit. We just chop them up and put whatever on whatever just to make it work. Yeah. So it's like to find something uh, that, that old and still having its original parts and original engine and still, you know, not completely destroyed is such a rarity. Yeah. Um, so I want to keep my mopeds, uh, most of them original, but I still want to keep the, the patina. So I don't want to paint them, give, give them a, a new paint. Um, no. Uh, I think... Uh, everybody should see uh, how old the bike is. The bike can can look like the age. So uh, mine is is super rusty from the from the from the front to the rear. So it's everywhere it's rough. But uh, I like it like that. So it has a kind of character, and um, yeah, I really like it. Uh, Man and machine. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I don't have any that are painted, but like that are that are like super nice. Like everything I have is pretty ratty for the most part. Well used because yeah, all, a... every single chip, like rock chip or scratch, the the moped earned it somehow. Like, you got a story. It, it's it's part of its journey, its story of where it came from, and and also like where it's going. You know, like this bike was dying or dead and rotting, and now. Clearly, you can see that at one point this thing was in totally bad shape, but now 
I've got the bike and I've got nice wheels on it now and fixed up the cables and the engine is running good and its future is looking positive, you know? Exactly. That's the same, that's the same, uh, the same thing with my bike. So it, 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 it looks cool on the first uh, look. You, you just see the rut. But in the end, it's, uh, technically it's, uh, it's like new. It's a, the engine is completely rebuilt. All the bearings are new. Uh, I fixed the brakes, uh, uh, replaced all the cables. So, um, new tires, everything is like new, but it, it doesn't look like new. So that is the way I want to travel. I don't want to have a, a shiny, uh, bling bling, uh, moped. Um, <laughs> I don't want to have to. Bling but bling. You have, you have, uh, yeah, <laughs> you had um, uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, you had Fabian uh, in your podcast, mm-hmm. um, the guy from Austria. Yeah, you remember? Yeah. Um, he shipped his his Puch Maxi to Austria. He was he was at the West Coast, um, and he shipped the moped uh, to Austria because he said um, it's the then it's the only. Buchmaxi in Austria with a, with a original yellow uh, color. So there's no, they never sold yellow Buchmaxis in Austria. <laughs> so he has the only one with a, with a yellow color. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's all, I mean, it's all funny. Uh-huh. It's, it's funny even, you know, worldwide across the country, like, you know, the, the people who are into these old vintage bikes, we're all into them for like different reasons, but it's but it's all a lot of the same reasons too. And the, you know, just the love we have for these vintage bikes and the love it, it takes to keep them going is awesome. Like, it's cool to see because like you know you talk to someone from somewhere different and you're like, all right, cool. Like, we me and you see eye to eye on this when it comes to these bikes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll leave. It's, it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's like like me. A lot of people they were asking me on the road or on gas stations, "Do you want to sell the bike?" And I said, "No, I don't want to sell the bike." Well, when I sell the bike, my party my party is over. I don't want to buy another bike to continue my travel. Um, it's uh, it's a part of me, so. Yeah, no bike, no travel. <laughs> yeah, then you're stuck. The whole, the whole, the whole thing's going bust. And you run out of the bike. <laughs> yeah, oh way. Yeah, I I bought this uh, lock, and because I see it so often on Instagram, hey, somebody stole my moped from the backyard. And I say, what the fuck? I don't want to have uh, uh, that anybody steal my moped. This, this is the worst. Okay, uh, uh, happen. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Hold up for a second. We're like, we're like, like I said, we're at the beach. We're on vacation. We're doing this thing like, on our like our on our like porch, like balcony, you know, patio, and it's like they got the dump truck coming up, picking up trash at like twelve o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. Got night crew out here <laughs> working late. Yeah. <laughs> dogs hell. yeah, dogs cool. barking at them. It's crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up, man. Like I I appreciate you taking the time to like to talk to us and let us hear about your trip and the journey that you're on. Plus, I can't understand a fucking thing you're saying. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, um, feel free to whatever to follow um, that message or whatever. Um, yeah. I try to answer them. Guys, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, we'll, uh, it's, it's cool. We'll follow the journey on uh, on the YouTube channel under uh, under Motorized Idiots, and I'll you know I'll keep track of it. I also want to try and download that app to see if I can follow you real time. Yeah, I'll message you for the for the information yeah. on the app again, so we can we can look it up. I'll put it in the uh, show notes or something. Yeah, and then we'll send fans to follow you like Forrest Gump. <laughs> All right, guys, he's, he's coming through Iowa. Someone get on the road. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, been awesome. Let's join. Yeah, it's been fantastic talking to you. Yeah, it would be cool. I met you in uh, in uh, Lancaster. Yeah. It was awesome, and uh, I'm going to go inside and enjoy the AC and let uh, Jason here wrap it up. But yeah, uh, thanks again, man. I'm Thomas from we're, kind we're of the sweating, podcast. We're sweating but, balls, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. Much love to you. And enjoy your trip and 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 ride make, safe. Dude. Yeah, dude. Ride safe and make it the best it is. Yeah. Um, Thanks for calling. Um, um, yeah, it's almost two hours. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks for calling me. And, um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, I maybe can... we see us again. Yeah, I guess uh, hit me up too if you're like you know you're going through a state or an area and you're you know you're looking for another club or some other mopeders. I might know somebody that you don't know or that you haven't found yet. And I can, you know, try to reach out and put you in touch with somebody. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Um, yeah, we'll we'll send you the link from the Find Penguins page, so um, you can always uh, take a look where I am. And when you have an idea, just let me know. Nice. I'm always uh, um, I'm always open for. Uh, crazy people, crazy motor people. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I know there's there's some there's definitely some wild people that are in Kansas too on your way to Denver. I think there's I think there's a club over there. I, I know we got a uh, Mike Berry who's in my club. He's he's in Kansas. So there's probably a guy with no teeth at a gas station somewhere. <laughs> yeah, just let me know where. <laughs> yeah, I got you, dude. Well, I appreciate it, man. Um, we're gonna get out of here. Um, again, everyone, you can follow him on Instagram. At under motorized idiots, you can also check out his YouTube channel. Actually, it's under motorized underscore idiots on Instagram, and you can check out his YouTube channel. Yeah. He's got some videos up, you know, with all your favorite East Coast mopeders. You know, you can see LSLB and the Legion Rally and some footage, you know, from the Wizards probably coming up soon, and like you know, Detroit Motorworks. Like you can see all the all the, all your friends, and you know, follow his journey and check out what he's doing because it's kind of cool. It's kind of crazy. You know, you wish you could do it, but we're all we all got too many responsibilities to ever fucking (laughs) go ride mopeds across the country for a year. So, (laughs) like (laughs) this year's Baker's (laughs) Dozen race only had three teams, and that was only like two weeks. So, (laughs) it just goes to show like how hard it is to do something like this. So, you know, give him any support that he can, and like, and the easiest thing ever: watch the fucking YouTube channel. And share the video so at least that way he can get like a little bit of revenue or something coming in from the YouTube to help, you know, support the travel. 
So yeah, that's it, man. Nice. That's nice. It. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, I'll message you too if you if you have like a cool like design or something you want to do. I work at a print shop. Fucking, we'll fucking we can put a fundraiser together for you too, and like you know help raise some funds that way. Like if you need, like I can I can put together a no. web store for you or something. <laughs> No, I try to I try to uh, pay for my journey for my pleasure. I want to pay for myself. I don't want to make a, a fundraise or something like that. Yeah. So when I'm running out of, of money, uh, it will be time to go home. I have, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Um, yeah, uh, make a pillow fight for one dollar in, in, in the park <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like pillow no, fight. That's what, that's happened. what they call it in Germany, huh? Yeah. <laughs> a, a pillow mortified. We don't take it all. Little little jousting event with pillows. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. This will will be a great idea for a moped rally. A, a pillow moped fight. Yeah, I like it. Like. We yeah, all, like in mid age. We don't all cheer when someone eats shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. All right, dude. Cool. Later, later, bro. Uh, Appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, we good night from Kansas City. And yeah, hope to see you soon. All right. Later. Again. Man. Yeah, hopefully one day. Okay. Just one more question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Later, bro. Cool. Yeah, bye. Bye. Was he just too nice to be like, I got to get off this fucking podcast. <laughs> These guys suck. <laughs> no, nah, it was a good time, dude. I appreciate him taking the time to talk to us, dude. Fucking, I don't know. It's hot as hell. I'm sweating dicks. Yeah, two two hours of your time, like when you're busy, like editing videos and traveling and dodging Weird toothless guys at gas stations. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of time. So, yeah. well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed vacation podcast. Oh yeah, hearing Thomas's uh, lovely voice, dude. It sounds really good tonight too. Yeah, it's mm. it's all that salt and sand, <laughs> ready to go. Clearing the waves. It's for, it's, it's I, I I cleared my throat screaming at dogs earlier, <laughs> dude. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Fuck it. Thanks for listening. Fuck your car. Ride a moped. 804-638-9533. Bye. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. Ride a moped. I don't know. Like, touch your flower. Is it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude.